Hello, and welcome to Flip Side of the Coin, the podcast where we take an issue, maybe political, cultural, or inconsequential, and we present a reasonable, viable argument for one side, and then the next week we do the same for the other side of the issue. Have you ever talked to someone and asked yourself, how could they possibly think that? In today's world, it can be hard to understand why some people may take a certain position or an issue, especially one that we feel strongly about. Here, we aim to provide a place to help you understand and hear opposing views on these issues without feeling the need to defend yourself or argue back. The question we're addressing today is whether or not a straight actor can play an LGBTQ plus character. Many people feel that LGBTQ plus characters should be played by an LGBTQ plus actor, while others feel that an actor's personal life should have no bearing on whether they can play a character or how well they portray the character. Our position that we are taking today is that straight actors should not be playing LGBTQ plus characters, that an LGBTQ plus characters should be portrayed by a performer who shares a similar gender identity or sexual orientation. The main two reasons for this position that we'll be covering today are addressing underrepresentation and authenticity. Starting with our first point, addressing underrepresentation. One of the big driving factors of this viewpoint is pointing out the notable exclusion that LGBTQ plus people have faced historically. And this is not just in Hollywood or in acting, but it's in our society as a whole. Until very recently, this community, then people within this community were not able to live openly in, in, within their orientation or gender identity. If they did not match societal norms, they were ostracized or blacklisted or, uh, or let go from, from jobs. And let's look at a few examples specifically when, in Hollywood. First one we'll look at is Van Johnson. He was a Hollywood heartthrob in the 1940s and 50s. He played in films such as Battleground, 30 Seconds Over Tokyo, In the Good Old Summertime with Judy Garland, and Brigadoon with Gene Kelly and Sid Charisse. Johnson had to hide his sexuality. As a gay man, he was married to a stage actress named Evie Wynne Johnson. His marriage was engineered by MGM as a PR move. Johnson married Evie on the day that her divorce from Keenan Wynn was finalized. Interestingly, and sadly, when you think about it, that marriage deteriorated when Keenan left Evie for her tennis instructor, who was also a man. In 1999, in an interview, she said they needed their big star to be married to quell rumors about his sexual preferences. And unfortunately, I was it, the only woman he would marry. Another example we can look at from this period in Hollywood is Anthony Perkins. Anthony Perkins is best known for his role as Norman Bates in the groundbreaking film Psycho. Perkins also hid his homosexuality with a marriage to photographer Barry Berenson. Perkins died of AIDS in 1992, and Berenson became an active ally and advocate for the LGBTQ plus community until her tragic death in the September 11th terrorist attacks. Rock Hudson, who's the last one we'll look at today, was also known as a major heartthrob in the 1940s and 50s. Some of his most well-known films include All That Heaven Allows with Jane Wyman and Pillow Talk with Doris Day. 
Hudson hid his homosexuality until later in life, when he was one of the first celebrities to come out and publicly discuss that he was living with AIDS. It was a courageous move that brought much-needed awareness to the disease and those who were suffering with it. It is one of his lasting legacies within the LGBTQ plus community as being one of their early advocates and champions. But what these three actors have in common is that they had to actively hide who they were for fear of it ruining their career and prospects. They were not free to live life openly expressing who they were. And sadly, these experiences that we just listed here are neither unique nor nearly as uncommon as many of us would be comfortable admitting. This is why the term coming out of the closet exists. Many people who are not heterosexual or cisgender had to essentially hide this aspect of themselves as if they were hiding it in a closet. Coming out of the closet is referring to them finally feeling that they don't need to hide who they are from the world anymore and can live without hiding this major part of their identity. While speaking of LGBTQ plus actors being underrepresented, let's not forget the role of LGBTQ plus characters that they have played in our storytelling until very recently. Up until just the last decade, LGBTQ plus characters tended to play the role of comic relief, where they were the butt of the joke, a caricature of an entire community boiled down into a one-dimensional checkbox styled character like the sassy gay friend, as can be seen in Anthony Marantino in Sex and the City. Another stereotype that is less kind is the prissy stereotypical characters that used to be so prominent in films and TV shows, such as the character of Lamar Luttrell in Revenge of the Nerds. In short, queer characters have only recently begun to really be portrayed as fully fleshed out characters who are explored further in depth and developed beyond being just the butt of the joke. As LGBTQ plus characters and actors are now becoming more mainstream and accepted in Western society, the actors who have lived these experiences are interested in bringing their experience to the screen, and they want to tell their side of the story and actively take part in the dialogue. Which leads us to the next reason for today's position, authenticity. Many feel that in order to portray an LGBTQ plus character in an authentic way, you should cast an actor who is coming from a similar place and has had similar life experiences they can draw on. It is a fairly common practice for actors to draw upon real life experience. For example, in the film The Great Escape, which is a story about allied prisoners of war in a German prisoner of war camp in World War II, many of the actors had been actual POWs themselves during the war and brought their personal experiences to their performance. In Magic Mike, which is a story about a group of male exotic dancers, Channing Tatum was able to draw from his own past as a male stripper and bring that experience and energy to the role. So it stands to reason that to authentically portray the journey of someone or a story about someone who is LGBTQ+, one would want someone who has been through a similar journey in real life. As an example of this in action, let's look at It's a Sin, which is a drama miniseries that is a coming-of-age story about a group of young gay men in the 1980s during the AIDS crisis. Its creator, Russell T. Davies, is gay himself and draws on many of his own experiences growing up as a closeted gay man in the 1980s. 
The show addresses many issues that gay men faced in the 1980s with the stigma around homosexuality and the AIDS virus. While Davies was able to avoid infection of the virus himself, he had many friends who did not, and he created the show in a way as a tribute to his friends who were lost to the AIDS epidemic and suffered through the shame and ostracism from society and, in some cases, from their very own families. A decision Davies made in creating the show was to cast young actors who are gay in real life to portray the young men in his series. In an interview, he addressed this decision. He said, I'm not being woke about this, but I feel strongly that if I cast someone in a story, I'm casting them to act as a lover or an enemy or someone on drugs or a criminal or a saint. They're not there to act gay because acting gay is a bunch of codes for a performance. It's about authenticity, the taste of 2020. You wouldn't cast someone able-bodied and put them in a wheelchair. You wouldn't black someone up. Authenticity is leading us to joyous places. The point Davies is making here is that in order to portray someone authentically, it makes sense to cast a performer who can identify with that character or share some of the key traits of that character. Davies is arguing that the proper casting of a character is more than just their actions in the script. It's about finding someone who can portray the character with authenticity. In telling their stories and to tell them in an authentic and believable way, it makes sense to have them portrayed by performers who have similar identities and therefore experiences. Another example I want to share where this is the case is Dan Levy playing David in Schitt's Creek. Levy is a gay man in real life and plays David in the show, who is pansexual. For the uninitiated, a pansexual is someone who is attracted to individual people, regardless of their gender identity. During the show, David becomes romantically involved with another character named Patrick, and their relationship becomes one of the major storylines of the show, with their marriage taking place in the show's final episode. The show Shits Creek has been hailed as a monumental achievement in showing healthy, deep LGBTQ plus relationships in a healthy, accepting environment. Queer couples in the show are portrayed in the same light as heterosexual couples. There's no calling out that the relationship is different, and nor is there any special focus or emphasis put on it. They're treated as normalized romantic relationships between two characters. The show has been hailed as a role model for parents of queer children and for friends and family members who are navigating their loved ones coming out. As a gay man, Levy was able to bring his understanding of the queer experience to the role and portray the character of David in a way that is both authentic and groundbreaking. His unique treatment of LGBTQ plus issues and the relationships has been an important and meaningful contribution to the ongoing dialogue about the queer experience. Now, there is a notable assumption being made with this viewpoint that this sort of approach would not result in the subsequent typecasting of LGBTQ plus actors. If an expectation is set where an actor is only expected or accepted in playing roles of characters who have the same gender identity or sexual orientation, then there's a real risk in limiting the roles of certain actors that they would be offered or that they'd be considered for. Actors who are part of the LGBTQ plus community may find themselves limited in the roles that they can take. 
though there is an argument that this is already the case in Hollywood. Typecasting is a word that we've used a bit in this episode, and in our previous episode where we took the opposite position. Typecasting is when an actor is limited to which roles they are considered for, and they end up playing the same type of character their entire career. Now, in the early days of Hollywood, the term for this was a character actor, and many actors had a long, successful career playing the same type of character for years, and that is even still the case today in some, for, for some performers. Think Jason Statham or Danny Trejo. The challenge, however, that they come up against is that when a performer is a character actor, they will find that they have limited opportunities or calls for such characters, and it can stunt a performer's range and career. The main goal of the position that we're taking today is authenticity. By having characters portrayed by people who have lived similar experiences and understand to their core what these characters' stories are like, the audience can experience a more authentic performance that can open dialogue in a meaningful way and help educate the audience on the queer experience. We looked at Russell Davies and Dan Levy's experiences in their shows, where the audience has been treated to a more authentic performance that truly broadened their horizons and enriched the viewing experience. What helped these shows be so groundbreaking for audience members who are both part and not part of the LGBTQ plus communities is the fact that the creators and the performers come from the communities that are being portrayed and can tell their stories authentically. This ongoing dialogue reflects a broader societal discussion about inclusivity, diversity, and accurate representation in various forms of media. Today, we've shown some of the points that support the position that having an LGBTQ plus actor play a character who shares the same gender identity or orientation brings a richer, more authentic character to the screen. As actors who share these traits and their characters, as actors who share these traits with their characters bring them to life, it opens the door for a more heartfelt understanding and deeper dialogue between communities. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this opportunity to listen to the other side of an issue has maybe helped you see those who take this position with a little more humanity and understanding. Thanks. We'll see you next time. <laughs>